Last we left off, we first saw the main unit and medium that the population would embrace for their listening means. We realized that we did not, as a majority, care much for recording things ourselves and leave those to the professionals. This would lead to what many would call the golden age of the music industry and why many of the symbolisms today still reflect over the series of decades that we will cover today. Welcome back, guys, to the part two of the history of music reproduction. Over the next few decades, records would improve in durability and more importantly, size. In 1948, Columbia Records would unveil the 33.5 RPM LP or long play. This would introduce a technology called microgrooves. Victor made these records out of more durable material called polyvinyl chloride. This would allow it to be played much more often. And because it was much more impervious to damage, Columbia allowed it to make the grooves much closer together. What does this mean? It finally means that you can fit a 10 minute long song by Led Zeppelin. As trivial as that sounds, this meant a lot. Many records before this technological change, you can really only hold a few minutes of a song per side. But this new technology would add so much more to each side of the record, able to hold four, even five songs, with an overall capacity of about 20 minutes per side. Before this, many songs were constructed keeping songs at a short duration, not allowing for much dynamics or depth in that song, which was fine for the most part. Songs only ran about three minutes maximum anyway. In addition, with the invention of the microphone and electrical recording, this created a whole new sound. One that was longer, more in-depth, intimate even. It allowed for artists like Al Jolson, who relied on more of a bombastic approach to project his voice to the audience, and into gramophones to artists like Frank Sinatra, more subtle, tenor, and intimate. This would become the golden age of music recording and reproduction. Record labels soared, production soared, purchasing power of the common listeners soared, everyone wanted some music. It would allow bands to create more of a narrative in their music, as mentioned before, would allow artists like Led Zeppelin to create epics in their album would have artists create concept records where the story spans further than just one song, but for the entire record. Life was truly great in these times, and technology would further push the audio quality. There would be another form of audio technology that would first come about in the late 1920s. Magnetic tape would be first introduced in that time, invented by Fritz Fulmer. However, due to the looming war and resulting of the Second World War, this was not introduced globally, mainly kept as a state secret by the Nazis. The use for it in music wouldn't be adopted until after the war. And this would bring, much like the LP, large opportunities to the artists. It now allowed artists to record, erase, and re-record their takes. This would increase the overall quality of songs. They would be more precise and not lacking in mistakes. This would also allow audio engineers to be able to cut and edit music for the first time. The word cutting has two meanings, one being the actual cutting of a record, which at this point was normal, sound coming from either the horn of a gramophone or through the microphones that would then get cut into the record live. It can also mean cutting the actual tape. It would again allow engineers to further increase the quality edit that snare hit. In addition to multi-tracking devices, music has come a long way since Edison. 
This would bring in the introduction of the cassette tape and the 8-track in the 1970s, bringing the consumer another way to digest their own music. Records, although great, can only really be heard in a static environment. They couldn't listen to their favorite record in a moving car or on the go. This would allow consumers to bring their compact cassette tapes that didn't take up a lot of space to be played in a Walkman or in their car. This would also allow consumers to record their own music easily. They can simply buy a recording unit much more ergonomically friendly than Edison's contraption. And better than cutting their own record, consumers can pick and choose what songs they would like to listen to in their own tapes, creating the mixtape, a compilation of songs selected by the recorder. Again, something that we take for granted today, but back then was huge. Not until the days of Edison were people really able to record their own music. This would allow artists to become their own DJs, and although glossing over it, would bring in the culture of reusing tracks to create something new and something different. And that would be DJing, disc scratching, bringing in artists like Grandmaster Flash. Although they wouldn't use cassettes, it would be the culture of recording their own playlists to create this culture of being in control would allow this idea to fester and to allow DJs to flourish. And this is in the point of time we are now entering the decline of the music industry. During the late 20th century, music now enters the digital age. With the introduction of the DAW, the digital audio workstation, it would allow insane amount of creativity after recording instruments. Magnetic tape, although it allows people to cut, edit, and erase, the tape would degrade and was expensive. Digital recordings can almost virtually be infinitely be able to be edited, deleted, and re-recorded without any degradation of the quality. Music was now recorded digitally, audio being sent from the microphone, converted into an electrical current, then being read by a computer, translating it into a series of ones and zeros, only then to be re-read and reproduced on a speaker to create the sound that it was recorded as. This would allow almost any kind of software plugin for computers to be able to be used to change sounds, to augment audio, to create a much more different sounding track if they so wished in such an easy way. One of the bigger changes would be the introduction of the CD in the late 1980s and early 1990s, overtaking sales almost as quickly uh, as its introduction against cassettes These are easy to carry and would carry much more information than any audio medium to date. However, it would die almost as quickly as it has been introduced. Almost a decade later, a company called Napster would form in the late 1990s by Sean Fanning and Sean Parker. Initially, to allow their friends to share music, it would become one of the largest threats to the music industry since the PMRC. The file sharing service allowed users to use a peer-to-peer file service where users can allow other users to download an MP3. Now one thing to consider is why would something like Napster blow up? One can easily say that it was because it was free, but I believe that the environment was ripe for something like Napster to thrive. At this point, music mediums have gone further and further in developing a product that can hold more and more music. Somewhere down the line, quantity usurped quality, 
when someone needs to pay $20 for a product where they were only going to listen to one or two songs out of the 12 or 16 songs available. This would turn a lot of people off. Hence the allure of Napster. Download only the songs you love and listen to them free of charge. This would result in numerous lawsuits against peer-to-peer companies as well as the consumers. Many downloaders were getting hit with lawsuits by commercial artists and record labels for illegally downloading their songs. However, the damage was already done, and the height of the golden age of the record label would quickly hit rock bottom. There are efforts to correct this. Digital sales would begin, with companies like iTunes to allow people to purchase single songs and have it be available digitally. However, this did not allow the recruitment of the loss for the album. And now here we are. The dairies of peer-to-peer are gone. However, in its place would bring in a hope for the record companies. Music streaming. The idea is to buy a subscription and listen to music from the cloud. This is allowed due to multiple factors. One is that people carry devices that are pretty much a fairly powerful mobile computer. Before, people would have to carry MP3 players, a separate device to listen to their music. However, because of this more powerful device, it would allow the user to do multiple things on one device. It would also come to a point where internet was so fast that it would allow phones to listen seamlessly to audio through internet servers. This would also bring in companies like Apple Music and Spotify to thrive. It would also show that the idea of free music is not what's alluring. It's something that's convenient, something that's served for the consumer. People are willing to pay for their music as long as it's convenient for them. This would be the biggest resurgence of the music industry in a long time. But the environment has changed. Algorithms of music subscriptions dictate the style of music. For artists to get paid the user subscription and listens, it needs to be played in full. Because of this, songs are now on average shorter than before to have it end quicker, to get that full listen. This creates more of an environment for the single. Long gone are the days of the deep album cuts or concept albums. Playlists are created where one or two songs from one artist are being played. Looking back at it now, it was a wild ride. From Edison to Pro Tools, music has been influenced by the technology that it was given. Songs got longer, shorter, the depth changed, quality changes. All these things create a means of output and more means of output would create much more variety of it. It is also amazing how much technology was created in such a short amount of time. From the late 1800s to around 1950, the technologies of the gramophone, phonograph, magnetic tape, electronic recording were all created. And this was the bedrock of what the music industry was writing for pretty much the entire 20th century. It only makes me more curious on what to expect in the 21st century. And that's all for today, you guys. Thank you so much for watching. This has been a great and long and strenuous few weeks of researching this, but I do not regret it at all. The amount of information and knowledge, it's just so interesting on how far we've come in something as simple and trivial that we think of as listening to our music. I'll see you later.